Welcome, everybody. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the Duly Noted Podcast. Uh, it is your boy, Jonathan, here with my man, Timothy. Hey. <laughs> and uh, this week, we are talking about the one and only Robin Rihanna Fenty. Mm. Say it again for the people in the back. Robin Rihanna Fenty. Yes, sir. My man, so in doing our research for Rihanna, what are your initial thoughts here? My initial thoughts is growing up as a child in the, uh, to being in high school in the 2008 to 2014 era of music, um, I thought that Rihanna was very popular. Sure. I liked Rihanna's music. I did not realize the scope of her success. Yeah. Or the depths of like her catalog. I don't even know which one. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but. Yeah, I did. I I was very taken aback as I did my research. Like I knew a lot of the songs I listened to them, but I was like, they just kept coming. Yeah, the hits just kept, and I was like, oh, 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 yeah, like it. Oh, in other words, guys, this is about to be a very long fangirl session. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is because we were just blown away by Rihanna. <laughs> Completely floored, I was. Yes, absolutely. So why don't we get started? Let's talk about uh, the history. Of Rihanna. We're going to do things a, a tiny bit different on this podcast. Just because there's so much to unpack. Yeah, and, and the history of her life is important in yeah. her albums as right. well. So instead of separating the two, instead of doing just a history and then an album rundown, we're going to kind of do both at the same time, uh, and then we'll get back on track from there. I, I think it'll flow well. I think it'll flow pretty well, but, but right. go ahead. Anyways, we'll start it. So Rihanna, born in Barbados. Yep. Age 15, gets an audition with music producer Evan Rogers. He, his, his wife was from Barbados, so I guess they were there visiting her family, whatever, have vacation. One thing led to another. He, she gets an audition in front of him and two of her classmates. They'd form like a girl band, a girl group or whatever. And he said, his quote as saying is, the minute Rihanna walked into the room, it was like the other two girls didn't exist. <laughs> and so needless to say, my man listened to Rihanna, signed her on the spot. Right. So a little bit later that year, so she's like 16 now, she moves up to Connecticut with Mr. Rogers, moves in with him. And starts working on her first solo album with him and living with him and his wife. She introduced him to, he introduced her to Jay-Z, right? Yep. Okay. We'll say later that year, too. So this is like, she's still 16. Here's 2004. Or, yeah. Beginning 2004, she gets an audition with Def Jam Records, who had just appointed Jay-Z as president. And he is, again, he also is blown away. And he signs her on the spot as well to record deal with them. So, yeah. So that leads to her first album coming out later that year in 2004, which was, what was that? Sorry, excuse me. It was Music of the Sun. Thank you, thank you. I was, I was Came out August 29th, 2005. Right. And leading up to that, she released her first single, You Say It For Me. You got it. Ponder Replay. There you go, my man got it. And, that, and so there you go, that led to the first album. So you want to start here or you want to do the next one too? No, yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about Music of the Sun real quick. Okay. So uh, as we said, came out August 29th, 2005. The big song from that album, obviously, Ponder Replay. Um, that Slaps. reached number two on yep. the Hot 100. Uh, which is very impressive for first single, yeah. first album. The reason album. it didn't hit number one is that uh, Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men song, which is like the record for most weeks been at number one. Yep. So any other time that song comes out, it goes number one. But <laughs> Yeah, so that was her first album. It had a heavy Caribbean influence. Um, I think you'll agree as yeah. we listen to it. Oh, like, yeah. The whole at, album, yeah. At least half the songs were like very, very Caribbean. Um, I mean, yeah. And the yeah. other half were like, you know, mid-2000s hip-hop and r&b i mean it really like to me we kind of talk about this the beyonce young beyonce influence on it i thought was just like was palpable in like almost every song 
Yeah, I described like, the album as uh, drinking a pina colada while waiting for the Destiny's Child concert to start. Yeah. And I, I stand by I think that because I think that's it's like, very... Like when the type of runs Rihanna does, when she chooses to do the runs, the type of background vocals they use is very like late Destiny's Child, Beyonce first album vibes the whole way through. Yep. The whole time I was just kind of blown away, be like, dang. I was like, every, I literally checked my phone twice to make sure I wasn't listening to a Destiny's Child album. <laughs> I was like, did Spotify radio turn on? I was like, because I swear this is a Destiny's Child song. And every time, no. It was just the next, <laughs> just the next one. Uh, so the album itself uh, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200. Um, and then at number 6 on the Billboard R&B and Hip Hop charts. Um, it is certified gold in mm-hmm. five countries, including the United States. So that's pretty impressive for a first album. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I think, I think she'll take that. Yeah, right. Get a top 10 on the, two, on the top 200. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a big thing. I guess we want to move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Her next album comes out next year. And that's first, that's one of the first two singles come out is SOS, which is her first number one single for that yep. album. Comes out, hits fire. This album, I don't think it did not, it didn't, it hit number 10 as well. Or did it crack out 10? I think it was. No, it hit number five. It hit number five. Before it was okay. done. I was going to say. A Girl Like Me, by the way, is what we're talking about. Yes. So Unfaithful was also the other really big hit off this album. Correct. I think. I mean, it was kind of a continuation of a girl of the first album, but I it it went away from the Caribbean influences a little bit, and it became a little bit more like I thought a little bit more hip hop. Yep, I a little agree. bit more like the first album was like really like if you went to the Caribbean, the club. This is exact. This is the only thing they played. This one I felt like you could still do that, but also like if you went to Brooklyn, you could hear this in the club. Right, too. right, right. And I think that's kind of what the sound. Whatever, it was good. Yeah. So a girl like me released on April tenth, uh, two thousand six. Which, like Timothy said, just a couple months after Music of the Sun. Yeah. Which I think uh, it was nine, eight, nine months. Something like that. Something ridiculous. A common theme in Rihanna's discography yeah. is cranking out albums. Yeah, seriously. Um, but anyway, so A Girl Like Me, like you said, SOS was her first number one on the Hot 100. Uh, did you know it was originally written for an artist named Christina Milian? No. Did you know that? Yeah, it was not even written for Rihanna. She actually ended up turning it down. What an idiot. And then Rihanna took it and that it became banger. her first number one hit on the Hot 100. Um, <laughs> do you know who Christina Milian is? Not really. She, so she had one popular song uh, from the, from the mid-2000s, but what I know her most for is she sang the Kim Possible theme song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. <laughs> That's who SOS was originally written for. What? Yes. <laughs> what? That is what an alternate universe <laughs> we would be like literally everything would be different in our world if she had the Kim Possible theme the song Kim lady Possible had saying SOS. My childhood would take a real hit. <laughs> Unfaithful charted at number six on the Hot 100 at yeah. its peak and Break It Off, which was her song with Sean Kingston. Mm, that's um, right. Sean Paul, I mean, not Sean Kingston. My bad. Uh, charted at number nine on the Hot 100. So she had three. That's like the perfect collab at that time. Oh, like, absolutely. Him and like Caribbean Rihanna, like that just. And that song sense. slaps. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. But anyway, so that was three top 10 singles from that album, from her second album, which is just crazy to me. Uh, the album ended up peaking at number five on the Billboard 200 and number two on the Billboard R&B hip hop okay. charts. Um, it went double platinum in five countries, including the United States. It went platinum in four countries and all of Europe, which that was a thing. So there's a, <laughs> a, a society that judges 
all of Europe. All of Europe. It judges albums that have affected a bunch of countries, all obviously all in Europe, and they have like their own number rating system. So she went platinum there, uh, and she went gold in five other countries. So in other words, what Khalid was to Denmark, Rihanna is to Europe. Right. <laughs> yes, Rihanna is to all of Europe. <laughs> but yes, so that was... So, 2006. 2006. So the next year, 2007... Good Girl Gone Bad drops. May 31st. This is when Rihanna went from like cute, hot stuff that we like talking about here to a bonafide superstar. I mean like, oh my God. Was a big turnaround. It was actually, they, people attribute uh, this album as like being the first turnaround like in her musical career as well. So where yeah. she went from like Caribbean Girl Next Door to the beginning of her like sex symbol. Yeah, I, was, I read that too. That direction. Yeah, this is where she wanted to become like more of a sex symbol. Yeah, which we can talk. We have have some questions about that later. Okay, but yeah, no. I mean, obviously, lead single for this is Umbrella. Yep, number one, huge, huge song. It was the biggest. It had the biggest debut in iTunes history, which iTunes had only been around for six years at this point, but right. still, biggest debut, unseating. You know what song it unseated? I do not. You want to guess? Uh-uh. Hips don't lie. <laughs> it, it a beat, banger though, it, a banger for sure. But it beat out "Hips Don't Lie" uh, for the being the biggest debut in iTunes history. Fun fact about "Umbrella," also not written for Rihanna. You know who it was written for? No, I did not. Britney Spears. I actually, I think I did know that. So God, it was written for Britney not often Spears. That you make a poor decision and then you literally see millions of dollars go away. But that's what Britney Spears did here, and uh, other girl too, for sure. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was originally written for Britney Spears. She ended up not taking it. Um, another fun fact about the song Umbrella. So there's this thing called the Rihanna curse, which I had never heard about until oh. I was doing this research. Apparently, in Umbrella, when Umbrella came out, it reached number one on the UK singles charts, right? Uh huh. When it hit number one, UK was hit with some of their worst storms that they had ever experienced in modern <laughs> history. And it went on until. It became not number one anymore, and then the storm stopped, which is weird enough on its own. That's, However, that's crazy. This also happened in multiple other countries, where umbrella goes number one, storms happen. Umbrella gets off of number one, the storm stopped. Not just regular storms, like some of the worst storms recorded history of these countries. I think it was like New Zealand was one. I mean, we can like talk about the voodoo random. stuff now if you want to. No, but, no, it's okay. I just, that was something super interesting I had never heard is, before. I had not heard that either. Shout out. But yeah, so Umbrella won her first Grammy, which we'll talk about later. Yep. It was uh, number 57 on the Billboard Hot 100 for um, 2008 to 2009, or 2000 to 2009. So for the decade and chart. Oh, it was number 57. For singles, it was number 57. It so peaked, it had a very album long-lasting impact. Hit, peaked at number two, right? I think and Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded, which came out in 2008, I think that one hit number one. Is that right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the song. Oh, the, I was just talking about the song. I'm just talking about the song, Umbrella. Oh, Umbrella. Only 57. Yeah, it was only 57. I would but still. That. I mean, that's still great. No? Long-lasting impact. I mean, it came out in 2007, so it didn't have. Yeah, 2000 to 2009. Two and a half I mean, years, basically. That's a lot but to ask. Still. Um, other prominent songs from that album, Shut Up and Drive, number 10 on the Hot 100, Please Don't Stop the, the music. music, hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100, and uh, number number 17 at the end of the year in 2008 mm-hmm. and back uh, in the future we'll talk about this in a second i guess but good girl gone bad reloaded which mm-hmm. just added three songs to it two of those three songs also hit the number one spot in the hot 100 which was take about and disturb i mean oh my 
And we need to talk, we need to talk about Hate That I Love You, the song with Neo. That song did really, really well. Yep, yep. Like, you could make, when we talk about our top five songs for Rihanna, you could literally just pick songs off this album, and I would respect your decisions. Yeah, it, because there's that, great many, that many great songs on this album. So the album, overall, peaked at number two right. on the Billboard 200 and number three on the Billboard R&B charts. And on the year-end charts, in 2007, it was 57, 2008, it was 21, and 2009, it was 70. Billboard has an all-time, a couple of all-time charts, and in their Billboard 200 for women, it's number 59 in the all-time charts. That's too low. I don't, I don't know about the other 58, but that's too low. <laughs> it's number 68 in the top R&B and hip-hop charts for all-time. Also too low. <laughs> I'm just saying. Crazy stuff. It went six times platinum in the U.S. and the U.K. <laughs> it went five times platinum in Ireland. It went four times platinum in three other countries, triple platinum in one country and all of Europe, uh, double platinum in three countries, platinum in seven countries and the Middle East, gold in four countries, and in Germany, it went seven times gold, which we need, I need to take about two seconds to talk about how Germany does their okay, go ahead. stuff because it's weird. So Germany does uh, every 250,000 sales that's gold okay. so that's gold one you sell two hundred fifty thousand. when you hit five hundred thousand, it's platinum okay when you hit seven hundred fifty thousand, that's three times gold okay. when you hit a million that's double platinum when you hit and they, they, they go back and forth okay so she's she because sold, platinum's okay. every five hundred thousand and gold is every two hundred fifty thousand. so they just keep counting i don't know why they don't do something like the u.s but it doesn't matter so she went seven times gold in germany which is just which is absolutely crazy three and stuff. Half times platinum. Yes, correct. Three and a half times platinum. That, yeah, that is dumb. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. You do, you Germans. But, any, but anyways, though. Well, so, the album obviously slaps. Yes. And we've talked about it. It was her transition from hot stuff to superstar, from like cute Caribbean girl to like sex symbol. What do you think, what do you think musically the steps were here? Do you think that led to this? Are there any like themes in the album? Anything you like when you're listening to it, you're like, wow, this is a lot different than first jobs anything that really stuck out do you think so in good girl gone bad she started to do a lot of experimenting with like rock stuff yes specifically shut up and drive obviously was a lot more rocky um but that was kind of like the thing distorted guitars became a part of her music right um she does this in a lot of her albums where she'll take stuff from popular culture like other popular forms of music at the time um but also this wasn't necessarily unique to her uh because hip-hop in general in this time period started experimenting with yeah. heavy guitars and stuff like that um but yes that kind of thing is where she went she definitely took a less um strong approach on the caribbean stuff she went more way more hip-hop i think like more hip-hop focused that's what yeah I was you know like too. um i think she's this is a, this is a true guitar. hip-hop album yeah absolutely that's what i'd say definitely r&b for sure and i think like it's definitely like a, it set i think the trend for hip-hop and r&b music i think even like now i think you can still see the influence of that album yeah music comes out now because even like I saw a Jay-Z quote talking about Umbrella. Like He said, like, there's nothing on the radio that sounds like this. What you think about now, half the songs sound a little... Like, they have an Umbrella sound to them. Right, right. And for it to be nothing, 15, whatever, 13 years ago, whatever. It's kind of crazy. But anyways, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll move on. We've, we've gushed enough about Good Girl Gone Bad and Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded. But yes. We could do a whole podcast about that album for me. All right. So anyways, continuing to produce and spit out albums. Now we're at 2009. Correct. Rated R comes out. Oh, what she's like, you talking about Timothy? Like, okay, she's cooled off now. Ain't nothing on this. Wrong. <laughs> Hard 
Rude Boy come out on this album. Those songs go number one, right? I think both of them did. Rude Boy, yes, went number one on the Hot 100 for five weeks. And maybe like the biggest earworm Rihanna has produced up to this point because the amount of times I have just randomly said, come on, Rude Boy, boy, it's like, it's Yeah, so many times. It just gets stuck in your head. So what happened before Rated R happened in her personal life? Last uh, week, I guess we did just kind of gloss over. You did. You skipped right over it. I'm sorry. I got. I, I got. I got let you. I got caught up in Good Girl Gone Bad. I was just thinking about the music. So obviously, 2009, the incident with Chris Brown happens, where there's pictures. I don't know. I think she was abused in his car. Yada yada. Obviously, this is. I remember this was like huge, at least in like my world of like friends, social media. Yeah, big this was, news. This was a big deal. Big deal. Because Chris, this is like Pete Chris Brown as well. Yep. Rihanna, as we just talked about, has just entered the ether of like another level. So this is like, I don't even know. I think if you were to look at the time, like two of the 10 biggest artists in the world, in the US at that point, are dating. Number one, that's big. And then number two, there's a domestic violence case. Yep. And what's still, I don't think, I don't think this gets talked about enough, but in 2012, they get back together. Yes. I was going to talk about that later, but yes. I mean, we're talking about it now for, because we're talking about this. And then she kind of, I know I saw some quotes that talks about She thought she was like built for it. Like she, she could help him with his demons. Like she was a stronger build person that like she was just meant to endure this type of pain. I don't know if that's, I guess that's physical, mental, and emotional, all that stuff she's talking about. But I don't remember like, not, not only did they get back together in 2012, but they did a song together. Do you remember this song? They, they did a song, song together, together called Nobody's Business. That's right. That's talking right. Talking about that's their right, relationship that's right, that's right. and how it's, <laughs> it's nobody else's business but theirs. America. How did we let this happen? How did we... Okay, okay, okay. So obviously we could not have foreseen the incident in 2009. But in 2012, America, we let them get back together. Well, look, we didn't have any say in that. First of all, I remember I, I remember talking about it because I was as I was reading through all this, all my memories kept flooding back. And like it was, we all thought it was like cool and like adult of them to get back together and like try again because you know it's Rihanna and Chris Brown. We were in high school though; we didn't know anything. I was a freshman in 2011. I mean, I, I understand. You were a sophomore this. in high school, I Timothy. Understand. I mean, but I knew better. And <laughs> America, I like to think that you knew better too. How did we let this happen to Rihanna? How? So. Back to 2009. I'm vehemently upset. Everything goes down with Rihanna and Chris Brown. Um, Rated R, allegedly, is the album that was born out of that... Yeah, out of that time. Out of that time, which is why it takes a much darker turn than a lot of her other music. This is the first album that she starts putting stuff that's very like dubstep heavy, which... At the time, was a big thing like darkness and dubstep was like hand in hand. I mean, yes. you had people like Skrillex, um, where like that was their big, you know, their whole. We talk about like how we're talking. I'm sorry to get off topic here, but we talked about how like Beyonce at the beginning here we we're talking about whatever here now. That's crazy. And, like in four years, yeah, like Beyonce the, to Skrillex <laughs> in four years, like in four years, crazy. Yes. So anyway, darkness, big theme in this album. It's a lot grittier than a lot of her other music. Um, they had one of her very first uh, singles was Russian Roulette that ended up oh, going yeah. number nine on the Hot 100. That's a good song too. Hard went number eight on the Hot 100, and Wait Your Turn went number one on the Hot 100 for five weeks, just like Rude Boy did. Mm. Um, Rude Boy actually ended up being number fifteen in the uh, year end chart for singles. 
again, in 2010. Like, think about this. This is her. We're not. I guess we won't count Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded as a new album. No, this is not. her fourth album in five years. Yep, producing these types of numbers. This isn't like this isn't Justin Timberlake. No offense to my man JT, but like she is just. I mean, she's just spitting, boy. Yeah, she's churning them out like crazy. Um, it ended up the album ended up peaking at number four on the Billboard 200, and of course, number one at the Billboard R&B charts. And at the end of the year in 2010, it ended up on number 21 on the Billboard 200 for albums that year. Um, it went double platinum in the U.S. and the U.K., platinum in six countries, gold in four countries, Again. which incredibly impressive. However, still on the low side for her album. Exactly. This, this is, is like, one of her worst performing albums. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Like, you hear all these things that sounds great. And like, in the context of Rihanna, this is a disappointment. Yeah, this is a low spot in her That's life. That's America why career. we are just like amazed at her right now. Because this is the low point. You know how many, you know how many artists right now would like cut off their left arm for, for an album to perform at this point? The well? Chainsmokers. <laughs> okay. We're bringing up old wounds. <laughs> Bruno Mars, don't you dare! We are not <laughs> going to bring up the out, the numbers again. But anyway, rated R happens. Yeah, continue with the history of All Rihanna. Right. Okay, America, so you're thinking? I know at this point, like four and five years, she's got to chill out, right? We're cooling down. Wrong again. 2010, Loud comes out, and this is a huge album too. I mean, it's got What's My Name, Only Girl in the World, S and M. All I mean, just all huge hits. Talk, Jonathan. Spit the numbers because less. <laughs> so Loud comes out. Or I'm sorry. Rated R comes out November 20th, 2009. Loud comes out November 12th of 2010. So technically less than a year later, she's releasing Loud. So Loud kind of takes a turn back to it's less dark. It's more a little more poppy, a little more R&B stuff. Yeah. This was this was like the first time I was listening to like this sounds like if you were to ask me what I thought Rihanna would sound like in six years after listening to her first album. This to me kind of sounded like what I thought it would. Mm, OK. Uh. So yeah, like you said, Only Girl in the World, What's My Name, and S&M, uh, big, huge songs off that album. They all reached number one on the Hot 100 chart. All um, of them. S&M was actually her 10th number one hit, making Rihanna the youngest artist to do that in the shortest amount of time, surpassing Mariah Carey for that. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, and Only Girl actually ended up winning a Grammy, which we'll talk about later, but yeah. big stuff. Um, it peaked at number three on the top 200. Of course, number one. In the R&B hip hop albums, at the end of the year um, for 2011, it was number nine, the ninth album on the top 200. And then for the decade end, it was 101 in the top 200, which I thought was kind of low, really. But I guess that was 2010 to 2019. So they had like at the beginning of the year, okay, okay. I guess. There's that's a lot of music to get through, but 101 in the top 200. Uh, I thought this was interesting. It was number 11 on the UK albums for the decade. Oh, yeah. From 2010 to 2019, number 11 in the UK. The UK loves Rihanna. In fact, this album went six times platinum in the UK. It went five times platinum in Ireland, three times platinum in four countries, including the US and all of Europe. It went double platinum. It went double platinum in three countries, platinum in four different countries, gold in seven different countries, and then three times gold in Germany, which is dumb. It's one and a half platinum. But. Okay. Loud absolutely crushed the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, of my own fandom of Rihanna as it was happening. Obviously, when Good Girl... I didn't... Like, I knew some first songs, but when Good Girl Gone Bad came out, that was when I really was like, oh, this is, like... She's here. And I, like... I mean, obviously, she was still in the ether because of the Chris Brown stuff, all that stuff. But then I thought this album, for me, again, was, like, 
Rihanna is still like a just uber talented person on the list of the music Absolutely. Like all the time. I mean, also this like really sparked the constant debate of were her and Drake a thing with what's my name. I remember that being like a big topic of discussion. That was a big thing. And looking back on it, it was like, who cares? But, I know, but I was the, very invested. In high school, like our whole high school was like, yo, Rihanna and Drake are definitely dating. And yep. then the other side was like, absolutely not. They're not. <laughs> but like, it was the whole. She's getting over Chris Brown. She can't be dating someone else. It was. But then you're like, <laughs> but then Drake like, square root of 69 is a sum, right? And it's like, yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was over here like the things we could do in 20 minutes, girl. He's speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my whole like I'm telling you. It's getting hot. Crack a window. Air it out. That's what they were doing. <laughs> oh, but yes. Anyway, so that was loud. And there's like, and obviously they feature a bunch of other songs. Yada yada. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember Drake like admitted he was in love with her like later on in the years. I remember that was like one of the biggest like life validation points. Because I was like, yes. I told you Becky in seventh period that they was dating. That was a thing. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, he was in. I was actually listening to uh, Take Care Today. She's in a bunch of those songs. I know. I didn't actually realize like how many she was on, but it's it's like two or three. Anyway, continue. I guess we could talk. Well, this is a good time because this is also when she starts doing a lot of collabs and stuff. So this is, a good, this is a good transition. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I mean, like around this time is she did that song with Jay-Z, Run This Town, which America, I, I'm... I'm ashamed to admit that I'd forgotten about. I've forgotten <laughs> about that song. And oh my God. Um, Eminem's Love the Way You Lie, which I personally was never a huge fan of, but literally I think everyone else in my life blasted that song. Every time I got in the car with a friend of mine, that was in the, in the first three songs I was played, that song was going to come on there for like yeah. a year. It's Maroon 5, If I Never See Your Face Again, which that was actually in Good Girl Gone Bad. I think yeah, that was in the Reloaded. They, she actually released it yeah. on her album. And Kanye West, All of the Lights. All, the, all that stuff starts coming out here around this time because she... She doesn't take a break from producing albums because, of course, she doesn't. But it, she just, whatever, she just kept standing in the ether, kept producing hits, doing big things. And I mean, America, all of the lights, you know how hard that song goes. <laughs> like, you know. I would, if I could, I would play it right now so we could all jam together, but not trying to get taken down. Exactly. Just anyways, man. So now back to just Rihanna, 2011. So again, we just released an album in 2010. Just released an album in 2009. 2011, We Found Love comes out for sixth studio album oh, excuse me it's talk that talk i'm sorry we found love i was supposed to say that a second ago it was another one of the collabs i'm sorry but that was the first tri- that was the first single for this album right is that what i'm talking about yep yep with calvin harris obviously it was and again this is like another step i think we talk about all the different types of music she's done with dubstep hip-hop rock and this was like hey i'm f around and edm too like yeah right like i, I could do some calvin harris stuff some house you know like uh dance floors type stuff um, yeah, so We Found Love is actually another number one hit on the Hot 100. That's number um, 11 now. It gave Rihanna the record for the solo artist to amass 20 top 10 singles in the shortest amount of time in the history of the Billboard Hot 100. Just crazy. Um, the other significant song from that album was You to One, which ended up hitting number 14. Um, the album itself went up to number three on the Billboard 200, number one on the R&B hip hop charts um at the end of the year they end the worldwide uh-huh. year-end album yeah. chart yeah number nine and what's crazy is to me again looking at the numbers i thought this was kind of a disappointment for my girl rihanna yeah well in in 2011 the album actually did wasn't on the billboard 200 well it came out in november of 2011 right, right? so again right. It didn't have so I don't, it doesn't it didn't but in 2012 it was number eight <laughs> and once you again, can't hold her down. 
Once again, the decade end, 2010 and 2019, the Billboard 200, it was number 127. Mm. So she now has two albums in the 2010 to 2019 Billboard Top 200. And we're just getting started, guys. And she is not done. We're just getting started. Uh, this album went triple platinum in four countries, including the U.S. It went platinum in four other countries and all of Europe. And it went gold in nine countries. I just love that it's always all of Europe. I, I just I love that. I didn't realize that Europe had its own... Like, this, these people just... They were like, you know what? Let's just do all of Europe. And the funny thing is that it's them doing all of Europe and Saudi Arabia. And those are the only two areas they do. They don't do, like, Africa... Asia, the Americas. That's not a thing. Just Europe and uh, Europe and Saudi Arabia. Fascinating stuff. Or the Middle East, I'm sorry. So anyways, I know you're thinking that Rihanna, it's time to take a break. You've released a lot of great albums. But again, America, you're wrong. 2012, Unapologetic comes out. As we were talking about earlier, her Grammy winning 2012 album. And you're like, but of course it doesn't have hits. Wrong again. Diamonds. Stay. I mean, two of her, I mean, like long lasting songs. I yeah, think. really big Rihanna yeah, I mean, songs. Um, yeah. Stay actually charted at number three on the Hot 100, which was her 24th top 10 single, surpassing the one and only Whitney Houston. And Diamonds went to number one on the Hot 100, which was her 12th number one hit, which is just crazy. Uh, the album peaked at number one in the Billboard Top 200 and, of course, number one in the R&B hip-hop category. And also um, number one on the pop charts, is too. This yes. was her first album to do that. Yeah. I didn't include, I didn't include the pop charts because I just, it's too many. I would be talking for like 10 years I mean, I know, I know, all I know. the charts. I just, I just, I thought that was interesting that this was the first one to, do, to hit number one. Mm. Um, at the end of the year, 2012, worldwide, it was the ninth, number nine in the album. And uh, 2013, Billboard Top 200, it was number 10. For the end of the year and the decade end 106 so now she has three albums on the decade end charts in billboard top 200 that's just that's crazy to me um this album also went triple platinum two countries including the united states double platinum in two countries platinum in seven countries and gold in seven countries just absolutely crazy success i don't know it's that's really the only way to put it i don't even know but, yep, so that is uh, unapologetic. And now, America, you're finally correct. She stopped putting out albums every year for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a run, but, though. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, we just need to take a moment, an aerial view here. So from 2005, right? Was the first, when the first 2005. Album, when the first album came out, 2012. She put out an album every year except for one year. And that one year is when she did Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded. And just to get you by, she put Disturbia and Don't Stop the Music on there. Right. So she, you'd have bangers. I mean, I don't I, see. I haven't. We haven't done enough. I feel. I feel like when we get deeper into the podcast, I have such a wealth of knowledge to look at it. But I just don't have what. What run can compare to that? Like what artist went on like in a, that time frame? Yeah. I mean, not many. I mean, she beat out. I mean, she set records. I know for I the know. amount of time that it took her to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's comparable to anything else. Insanity. Absolutely crazy stuff. And if you recall, which I recall, people got so spoiled by Rihanna releasing an album every year. Yeah. That when 2013, 2014 rolled around, people were complaining that Rihanna yeah. had not dropped an album. Yeah. 
Which at the time, because I didn't realize that she had been grinding through all this stuff, right. I wasn't complaining that she hadn't dropped an album. But I was hearing these people complain. And I was like, dang, Rihanna, how long it's been, girl? Yeah, exactly. And I thought it'd been a long time. It'd only been two years. <laughs> it's only been two years, and you people are ready to go to war over Rihanna not releasing an album because she's released one for like seven years straight. I know. And it's, it's just, not like it's not like she stopped doing music either. Like she during this time yeah. she put out the monster with Eminem, that song went number one. She's that song with Coldplay. That went number one. She was still around doing things that, like, I rocks with. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? She really did spoil. She spoiled a generation, and we, we, took, we took advantage of her. And that is why we let Chris Brown back into her life. <laughs> we were spoiled. We didn't realize what a good thing we had. America. Oh. I'm disappointed in you. But, yeah, as far as music-wise, from 2012 until about 2015, her herself didn't do much, but she also switched record labels at this time. Yes, because Jay Z left Def Jam and started Rock Nation. Yep. Hoorah! And so I think I think honestly that had as much to do with it as anything. She didn't want to give them any more of her catalog until she had signed on with Jay Z and that contract ran out. Hmm. I think. I mean, I don't know, but kind of looking at the tea leaves, as they say, <laughs> that's how it kind of seemed to me. But all right, and, and so we'll move on. 2015, when the Bop came out, four or five seconds. With Kanye and Paul McCartney. <laughs> wow. That's all. I mean, you're, you, may have, you may have to take this one. Did this song hit number one? Yes. Oh, thank you. I needed that validation. It reached, it reached the top 10 in a bunch of markets. Let me double check if it actually hit number one. Um, and also, in 2015, she also released, released Better Have My Money. Yes. Which was a song. It did not. It hit number four. Sorry. Oh, dang. That sucks. Which that song was talking about, apparently, about a struggle she was having in court with her formal ma- former manager, which I don't know if you've seen the music video, but it's pretty controversial. It was very, apparently very controversial and violent, which I have seen it. I don't know about controversial, but violent is, is a word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> and also during this time in 2015, she became the first artist in history to have a hundred million singles digitally download, downloaded and streamed. Wow. That's so, impressive. Yeah. She's very doing impressive. big things. See, America, we see, right when we, right when we started, decided we were going to do Rihanna, I saw like a tweet that said, it listed like female artists and how many albums they had had, had a bill, had, that they had released that had a billion streams. There you go. Only one female artist had five or more. You're right. It was Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that was like literally the day we decided we were going to do Rihanna. I was already like, oh man, I didn't realize Rihanna had it like that. And now I just, it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense she got it like that. But I was just about to say, in late January 2016, Rihanna released the album Anti. Anti, anti excuse me, not Anti. I want to say Anti every time I read it. I'm sorry. I know it's Anti. But yes, work, big album off there. It, uh, this was also a move, I remember my man Jay-Z and his title experiment. This album released only to their first, I think for the Correct. first week or two. I don't know if that was a big deal. Huge deal. Because it was like, Jay-Z still got the pool, y'all. He's still got Rihanna in his pocket. We can talk about the cheating allegations later. But. <laughs> that but, lemonade. But, <laughs> that lemonade. Oh, God. But anyways, the, for, on Jay-Z's side of things, this thing worked. Because one million trial subscribers joined title in less than a day. Just literally for this album. When yep. the finals just coming here. And obviously, the lead single you talked about work featuring Drake. Earned two Grammy nominations. This is, I mean. Also hit number one. Also hit number one. Other songs off of there was um. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Needed me. Yep. Need needed me. Death. Kiss it better. 
Love on the Brain. Desperado. Those were the singles that were, yeah, was really good. America, again, I'm just gushing over here. I just have to <laughs> scroll through. I'm just, God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, t- talk, talk to talk to the people, John. Work, <laughs> work again. Another top or number one hit. Sorry, um, the singer reached twenty-seven top ten singles with work mm-hmm. in the Hot One Hundred in a span of ten years and eight months between Ponder Replay and Work. So and the, became again. Make sure you hear that twenty-seven in ten years and eight months. And became Y'all. the fastest solo artist to do that. In its fourth week, work peaked at number one at the Hot 100 and became Rihanna's 14th number one song in the United States. Subsequently, she became the artist with the third most number one songs on the chart, following the Beatles with 20 and Mariah Carey with 18. She broke a tie with Michael Jackson, who had reached 13 chart toppers on the Billboard Hot 100. So since the inception of the Billboard Hot 100, she is the third. That just, that blows my mind. 2010 me would not have believed you (laughs) if you told me that Rihanna was going to end up being the artist with the third most number one songs on the Hot 100 chart following the Beatles and Mariah Carey. I would not have, beating out Michael Jackson, I would have laughed in your face. (laughs) And yet, here we are. Here we are. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Um, it ended up, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, peaking. There it is. Uh, number one, Billboard Top 200. Number one at the top R&B hip-hop albums. Um, at the end of the year for 2016, it was number five on the Billboard 200. 2017, number 23. 2018, number 94. 2019, 127. The Decade End Charts. 2010, 2019, it was number 29. So she has four albums in the decaded top 200 charts. And in the all-time Billboard top 200 for women, female artists, number 38. So Rihanna now has four in the Billboard top 200 for the year, or for, I'm sorry, for the decade, and two in the all-time female albums chart. Absolutely crazy. Oh, God. I mean, I'm just, I know I, I read all this, but again, just hearing, I'm just like, damn. <laughs> it went triple platinum in the US and Denmark. It went platinum in five countries and finally went gold in three other countries. But, anyways, we had, we had done a good job talking about the, the last like two albums, I guess. But, Anti, though, a little bit darker again. I thought overall theme. Kind of going back to some of her other stuff, but I mean, this is where I thought like the fu edge of Rihanna really was very prominent. Starting with "Better Have My Money," yeah, like, up through this album, just like you don't don't mess with her, like high key, Chris, Chris, don't mess with her. Yeah, she said she said while she was recording it, she aimed to create a a record that had more soulful and aggressive sounds in the musical, lyrical, and vocal con- context, Mission which I feel like she did. Um, she aimed to depart from the musical style of her previous releases, which she described as being, quote-unquote, big songs. I thought that was interesting. She wanted to focus on music that felt real and soulful and would be timeless. She stated that she wanted to record songs that are timeless that she could perform 15 years later and not be burnt out. Mm. America. She said, 
I find that when I get on stage now, I don't want to perform a lot of my songs. They don't feel like me. Oh, I didn't see that quote. That's interesting. Yeah, so I was like, that's interesting. So, yeah, so she, I mean, it again, she had a bunch of like club, dance, material yeah. um, in the back, and now she, it's predominantly pop, you know, hip-hop, soul, R&B. Um, I feel like the, a lot more soul went into this album yeah. than no, previous I, ones. So I think I she absolutely agree. succeeded in what, what she wanted. Yeah, what she wanted. Um, yeah. But don't give up on the big songs, Rihanna. However, we, we can still use those. She was very, uh, I don't know what the word, consistent in her lyrical content of predominantly being about relationships and such, which continues to sell yeah, <laughs> albums. That, that'll never, that'll never, that'll go never away. not work. Uh, just ask Taylor Swift. America. When we get to the Taylor Swift. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to roast we that tail over there. We may never have a Taylor Swift episode because Timothy will talk about her for about five years. But it doesn't matter. We're talking three, about Rihanna today. Three part coming soon. Three part. <laughs> uh, but yes. So, that, I mean, that was, that was so, Nancy. So, I guess, yeah. But that's it. 2016. 2016. And you know what's crazy? People are still complaining. I made a joke about this like three episodes ago talking about we need new music at Rihanna. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did make a joke. And now I have... I'm here to tell you to shut the crap up, bro. This is no, 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 no. You s- listen. She set the expectations. Who, <sighs> who told her to release the album every year? You've been so you're so spoiled. You're greedy. <laughs> See, at first I almost felt bad that I'd made that joke and I thought this way for about six months, but now I see that no, this is my expectation. I need new Rihanna music. <laughs> it's time. It's been years. All right, let's move on. Okay. Except for when did she? Did you have anything else in the, in the history of the artist? I forgot that we were doing it in this this way. Uh, anything else that you need to to talk about? I don't think not really. I, mean, we, I know she I dabbled in. Um, I'll say we she, talked about we can talk about her acting if we want. Yeah, to. she did. She did a lot of acting. Um, she did. She obviously owns a makeup line, which yeah. now has more than just makeup. It's a lot of things. Um, she did is like some really rich Saudi Arabian dude. I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, ah. Uh, there's this, nothing, this, it's about the music. Exactly. If it didn't refer to the music, I don't really... There's nothing else I want to really pay too much attention to. Speaking of the music, okay, it's now time to go through our top five favorite songs. Oh, God. Okay. Which, this was difficult for me. God, it's so hard. Wasn't as hard as it was with Justin Timberlake. Really? It was harder for me just because for like Justin Timberlake, he's got like four songs that probably like make like my top ten all-time favorite songs. Yeah. So it was like, really, it was just choosing like one. Rihanna doesn't have any of those songs... For me, that are like super timeless. So like, I think at the age of sixty-five, I would still gladly plush play and you know jam out. Yeah, I'm not saying I won't, but so this is much harder because there's like twelve songs that I think I could very realistically have in my top five. Where someone, all the other artists, it's been very clear. There's like three or four that are definitely in the top five. I'm just trying to choose the last one or two. Right. With that said, I have I still haven't really made a decision. I have like ten songs listed on my phone right now. I'm just gonna kind of as we talk, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna finally make a decision. <laughs> So you go ahead with your number five, sir. My number five. Oh, a uh, quick um, disclaimer about my okay. top five list. We talked in the past about how I don't count features. Features, which, again, I mean, There's I a lot stand, of wrong, America. I stand by that. I'm I'm not going to personally count features in my top five songs of that artist because either. it feels disingenuous for me to give. Although it, it feel, I, don't, I feel like I'm not crediting the artist. I feel like okay. So let me tell you why. Lemon would be my number one, hands down, no question, favorite Rihanna song of all time. A banger. Yeah. I mean, the one, Drake, Lemon, and Nerd, I mean, like, come on, I would, I, I still bang to that song <laughs> regularly, regularly. 
But I feel like that's not fair to Rihanna. I feel like too much of the song is not Rihanna. This is a podcast that's, about Rihanna. That's why I wanted I mean, to keep it. That's fair. That's why I don't do features because I feel like they only contribute to part of it. It feels disingenuous to the artist. But anyway, all that being said, number five for me, a controversial number five. Oh. It's going to be Sledgehammer, which is oh. a, song that she, a single that she released with Star Trek. Yeah. That song slaps. I'm a big fan of that song. That's, that's my, easily my number five Rihanna song. I thought it was going to be higher. Honestly, I thought it might break the top three, but it did not. But Sledgehammer, really great song. Love it. Interesting. If I was... <sighs> Sledgehammer did not na- make my 12 songs I have listed here, <laughs> but that's not, as a, that's not in any way to hinder the banger that is Sledgehammer. It was just... I just, I just started running out of room, to be honest. Oh, just another... <laughs> Brit- like, God, oh, that song slaps. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, number five of your 12. <sighs> number five. Oh, gosh. America, it's, start, it's happening. I'm going to have to go with We Found Love. Oh, yeah. I don't feel great about it because the song's really, really good. And I think any other artist is probably my number one. Other than JT, maybe. But, man, I know that year it came out like this was, I know this is one of my top five listen to songs that year, which is going to be a common theme in like mm. all her music. Yeah. But again, the same way we're talking about, she produces like, I guess, big songs, the way to put it, like when you get in the car with your friends. You can put on a Rihanna song very early, and it's always going to be well-received. Yeah, that's true. She's a very safe artist. Yes, and We Found Love is, like, I think, like, the epitome of that to me. You know, it don't matter. don't matter what race, what age, don't matter who's getting the car with you. You play that song, they bobbing their head along, and we vibing. <laughs> so number five for me, We Found Love. Go ahead, sir, number four. My number four is going to be Shut Up and Drive. <sighs> Big fan of that song. Um, I think the first time I ever saw it was when they did it was in it's yeah, in like a bunch of movies yeah it's in a bunch of movies i was about to say i'm gonna sound ignorant i th- i think that it's in one of the fast and furious movies you would certainly think so i think that it is because i'm pretty sure that's the first place i ever like really saw it and heard it and i was like this song slaps <laughs> <laughs> and i went home and i streamed it like a billion times but yeah that's gonna be number my number four all right number four for me going all the way back to her first album Fonda replay Ooh, wow I, this is one of those songs America I'd, I'd forgotten about just because there's so many big ones. When I that's the I mean that's her first single. It's the first song. It's the first song on that album. So I hit it and I was like, oh, I was immediately taken back to like ten year old Timothy. Yep. And I was like, oh, Mwah. I mean, just it's literally beautiful. Yeah. It's so. You wanna good. know what I think of whenever I hear that song? What? Roller skating. Oh, that makes sense. That's exactly. You, you got what her I think vibing of. up wheels or something like that. Be cruising around. Mm. That's immediately what I think of. Again, guys, I really like Rihanna. <laughs> Number three for you, sir. <laughs> Number three for me is going to be Break It Off, the song with uh, Sean Kingston. Yeah. Not Sean Kingston. I mean, Sean Paul. I did it again. I'm so sorry, Sean Paul. Anyway, slaps. Yeah. Incredible song. Love it. Go ahead, sir, with your number three. You guys, it's really getting, <laughs> it's getting bad now because I've just realized that a lot of songs have been cut out <laughs> because I know, it, I know what my number one is. And I know it. All right, we're going to have. All right, guys, I'm going to put. I don't feel good about any of these. I'm going to put What's My Name at number three. Ooh. You, I really, really badly wanted to put What's My Name at the, at the top uh-huh. in my top five. But I realized that 90% of the, what I love about What's My Name is not the Rihanna part. See, that's true. And that's so true. that's what I, again, that that I felt disingenuous to the artist. But it's her song. And that, that Drake verse does not miss. It doesn't. It is so good. Rarely does The music he, video though. is really, really good. I mean, everything about that song is just, 
is just clean and crisp. I mean, yeah. from like the production all the way, whatever. It's so, I mean, crispness is just like all I can think of when I listen to that song. It's a banger. It's a bop. It's a big song. Whatever everyone wants to call it. And again, honestly, when I came into this, I thought that would be my number one. But it was very clear not my number one. Same. Yeah. I was, I was sure that was going to be number one. So, but yeah, man. So I guess, I mean, over to you. We have not had any songs overlap yet. Yeah, that's crazy. Usually we've had at least one. Yeah. All right. I guess, what is this, the fifth episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about time we got some diverse <laughs> tastes. No, uh, so my number two song, actually just switched these. Uh, my number two song is Needed Me. I like that song. That song slaps. I have news for you, Jonathan. The streak is over. That is also my number two no, song. Needed dang Me. It. <laughs> that song is really good. That yeah. song was just like, when that song came out, I was not enjoying my place of work at the time. Right. So that was like literally every day for like two months. I was the last time I listened to before I got out of the car. Because boy, get me hyped up, ready to yep. mess somebody up up there in that <laughs> workplace. God, hey, that thing goes, goes crazy, bro. <sighs> Man. And uh, finally, my number one song, SOS. Oh, okay. One of the greatest songs Rihanna has ever, like, I, to this day, when did that come out? Was it 2007? Yeah. Yeah, right. To up. this day, yeah, I think it was her second album. Yeah. To this day, whenever that song, oh, that would be 2006. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was Wally. Whenever I hear it, I immediately start bopping the la, 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 la. I'm like, oh, baby, we're about to go hard. And it's been out for like 13 years. I know. And I've listened to it at least 10 times each year. <laughs> Minimum. And I'm still bopping every time it comes on. Oh, so good. So good. I just want to give a quick honorable mention to Disturbia. Take a bow. Diamonds. Where have you been? A bunch of other songs that did not make either one of our top fives. My honorable mention is The Last Time oh. from the first album. Ooh, that oh. song is really good. I know I it is. I wanted to put it in the top five, but I couldn't. That was, that was, the, that was the really Beyonce light song on that album. Yeah. That, that was. was just like... I mean, she, that was the three-part harmony basically the entire time. That was like so Destiny's Child, but it was so good. <sighs> Very 90s. Yeah, I know. I just, America, I'm so disappointed that I didn't. I don't, I don't even know I'm disappointed. That I know this to Rihanna more sooner, I guess, is my biggest disappointment in life. I did not really bump her first two albums until, like, recently, really. And I just... But anyways, my number one song, Four or Five Seconds. Oh. I, whew, I love this song, Jonathan. Really? I think I may have been wrong in saying, I like, I love the acoustic guitar. I love the Kanye, like, singing, speaking, rapping, whatever you want to call what he does. I love everything about this song. The fact that Paul McCartney is a part of this song. I mean, even when I was going through and listening to, because like we talked about, we always listen to all their music when we're going to talk yep. about them. I kept finding myself even then being like every couple, every like eight to 10 songs, be like, I need to listen to this song again. Because it's just, I don't know what it is about that song. I just, there was not a single wrong thing about that song that I would change. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe that would, maybe that song probably would be like in my top 10, top 15 ever. I just, I adore that song. Mm. Dang. And it's been five years now, and I still listen to it at least once a week. Wow. That's, high, that's some high praise. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a banger. I do not listen to it at least once a week. I know. I'm not I the biggest like, fan, but... Yeah, we have to talk about her features. Some, I appreciate so. it. I just, I, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. You, you, you actually made a top five features. I started to, Did but then you? you said we weren't doing it, so then I stopped. I'm not doing a top five features. Uh, all you need to know is my number one, which is Lemon. And that's uh, it. That's just the Drake version. Yeah, not the uh, Pharrell Drake version. Not the Pharrell version. I like Pharrell and all, but I mean, I, Drake okay. did it better. Yeah, I yeah, I did say. too. But again, Drake does not miss. Which is all you need to know. Ever. 
I mean, oh which when we have it, when we do his podcast, oh god, we're gonna have to carve out like three hours of our day. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm just, I'm just gonna start mentioning ones. So actually, let's let's get to this. Is a good question for my unanswerable question. This is a good. This is a good thing. So I was thinking about this. You have to bet everything you own in your life on a song being a hit. One of your friends is going to rap two verses, but you get to pick whoever you want in the world to sing the hook and chorus. How do you not take Rihanna? I know this is a really strange to sing the hook and chorus. Yeah. Oh. When you need like you need this song to be a hit. I don't know how you don't put Rihanna because as we were talking about earlier, she's won five Grammys for like rap song collaborations or whatever. She's won five Correct. of those. Five. She's like, I mean, she is a goddess when it comes to that type of scenario. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're right. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it would be hard for me to find another a better person. We've talked about our songs with Eminem that she did. Loyalty with Kendrick Lamar. Yep. That song goes crazy. Bang. And she goes crazy on it. All the songs she's done with freaking Drake, which is like half of the songs he's done since 2018. It feels Many, like. yes. I mean, it was... What was the song? What was the song I'm thinking of? Too Good. I'm Too Good to You. I'm way too good to you. That song slaps. She once again goes crazy on that thing. Yep. Thing, all the stuff she's done with Party Next Door recently. I know that. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to get into everything. My, my, I want to talk about my number one collab song with Rihanna on it, though. It goes back to 2008. My man, T.I. Oh! Live your life. Hey! <laughs> what a banger. I know, That's man. true. But you know what? That song suffers from my, I've heard it a billion times. Okay. Bias. I mean, okay. You're, I'm just saying. America, like, what do we say here? You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> and God, that song. I listened to it today for the first time in probably like two, three years. And I immediately was just taken back to like middle school hypeness. Yeah. Like I'm about to go drop 17 on some little private school and get them buckets. <laughs> and I'm going to live my life. Hey. Because hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm a paper chaser. Again, America. I just, I just can't. I cannot stop gushing over her. All right, let's Wild move on. Thoughts with DJ Khaled. I want to say another, another quick mention. Oh, that Wild song Thoughts. Also goes hard. But yeah, let's move on. Are we doing awards or questions next? No, the next is uh, our favorite album. What's your favorite album? Oh, of favorite first? album. Did you pick one? Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded. Oh, 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 man. I hear you. Which I guess if, we don't, if we're not counting that, then I'm just going to pick Good Girl Gone Bad. No, I mean, we, we can count that. Yeah, we're counting that. Okay. Um, see, my thing is I have, I'm really struggling. I'm right on the fence of A Girl Like Me and Good Girl Gone Bad. Those are my two. A Girl Like Me. But like, girl, good girl gone Second bad for me has be, so much be loud. I think that's true. Good girl gone bad though. It's got to be that one. Yeah, it's got to be that one. Like we talked about, if you just picked your top five songs off that album, you still have a very good list. That's true. That's fair. All right. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the little discussion session section okay, of okay. our con- of our podcast. But before you ask me a question, okay, I want to point out something interesting. Uh huh. On the album, a girl like me, she sings. A song about cheating on a dude and him knowing called Unfaithful. Yes. Right? Yeah. About how she's killing him inside, et cetera. Which she also talks about killing people a lot, but that's another thing. And the very next song, like immediately after, is a song about getting cheated on. And she's upset about it. Like, you know, I just I mean, thought that was interesting. I thought yeah. that was funny. I didn't realize we're talking about interesting things. That her and Jay Z like cheating together, having a thing together, it goes all the way back to like 2006, like when Homegirl oh, was 18. Oh lord! Oh Jay Z, which I mean, go crazy, man. <laughs> I guess. Which I, for some reason, I thought this was just like a more recent thing, like the last 
five, six years. Not literally since Rihanna's been a thing. This has been going on. Yeah. Which, that is wild. Anyway, sorry, continue. So I guess we'll start back to the beginning. The two girls that were in this girl group with Rihanna who disappeared in the room when my man saw them come out. Did Rihanna, I don't even know where to start with them. If you're Rihanna, do you write them a check? Do you buy them a car or anything? Like nowadays, be like, hey girls, I know it didn't work out for you at the age of 15 like it did for me. I'm an international phenomenon. No one knows your name in Barbados. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do I, I help you out? I don't know what their relationship was beforehand. So it's hard for me to like, were they BFFs like from childhood, you know, and they like grew up and they're like, we're going to be in a band or were they like, did they get together to do this? Are these like the three girls that liked choir class really a lot? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the thing. Cause if we, if we grew up homies, then absolutely. I mean, for sure. I'm going to fly them out on my private jet to wherever I am, but I'm not going to, if we're, yeah, I mean, if it's just the two girls that we really like choir class, then I ain't going, I ain't going to write them a check. I ain't going, I'm going to give them like an honorable mention at my 20th Grammy award. Be like, shout out to y'all. All All right. Nobody cares who you are, but you know, I'm not, I'm probably not going to buy them. Bigger regret. Those two girls, not like really pushing Rihanna to make the next destiny's child or Britney Spears saying no to umbrella. Well, there was a lot going on with Britney Spears at that time. I mean, okay. Could she she not have used another $20 million? I, yeah, I mean, I guess, but. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I I feel like the girls though, they didn't really have a choice. It wasn't really a regret for them. I mean, the Destiny's Child chicks, they hung on to Beyonce for all dear life. So that, that was my next question though. If let's say Rihanna forms a girl group with those two girls, how long until Rihanna goes solo? You think? Uh, one album. Oh, that's quick. <laughs> I think it'd be so because I, the same thing would happen that happened with Justin Timberlake. It would just happen 10 times faster is they would, they would put out a song or they'd put out an album. The other two girls would sing two or three of the songs. Yeah. Like on the album. And then the only popular ones would be the ones that Rihanna <laughs> sang. And then that would be the end of that. And yeah. Jay-Z or whoever else that's in charge would be like, Hey, listen, you should really uh <laughs> drop the dead weight here. Yeah, let's stop splitting the money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you okay. know, I, j- I just feel like it would be very fast. Yeah. Especially because that was the end of that era. Like, I mean, the '90s yeah. was like the group, right? That's time, true. It was, this you was know, like the and very so end of it. This, this was this 2005. 2005. I mean, we're 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 in we're in solo act territory yeah. now. There's no more NSYNC, Destiny Child, Backstreet Boys. All that's true. That all that's fading. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's true. It wouldn't be long. Um, minor less questions. I I have one question for you at the okay. very end, but the the rest of these are just random thoughts that I had as I was listening to it. Okay. Um, if it's loving that you want. Part one, which is on the, her very first album. Yeah. It's super Caribbean. Yeah. Like, extremely. Yeah. If it's Love It That You Want, part two is Candy Shop <laughs> by 50 Cent. Just with If It's Love It That You Want slapped on top of it. And I thought, that was funny. I was listening to it. I was like, ooh, if it's loving that you want, you can make me. And then I was like, I'll take you to the candy shop. I was like, oh, it's like, right. It's the same. Anyway, Thanks. go ahead. Next question for you. From you, I mean. <sighs> I don't know you have a track now. I don't write. I never write these down. I just think oh, okay. of as I'm researching them. Well, then I have a controversial opinion for you. Okay. Here, this is what we like, guys. Unapologetic. Uh huh. Her album from 2012. Okay. Is an album full of songs that were meant for other people to sing. Like you know this or you think this? No, I I believe this. Oh. So let me let me go through it real quick. Okay. Let me let me talk talk you through my beliefs. Okay. So unapologetic. First song, Fresh Out the Runway. Mm-hmm. That's a Beyonce song. I, Imagine Beyonce singing that. It's 
exactly like the last third of her music that's been released. Yeah. Number two, Diamonds. This is my, my controversial opinion is that song it should have been sung by Sia. <laughs> Rihanna did a great job singing it. I'm not saying that Rihanna's not good at singing it. I'm saying that if you were to, if Sia, Sia! if Sia were to cover that song, it would sound just like the rest of her music. I'm, <laughs> it would sound the exact same. Except no one would know the song. No, Exactly. No one would know, but it doesn't matter. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying America. that Rihanna shouldn't have sung Diamonds. I'm just saying it sounds just He's like trying to give Sia. these songs to Sia. It sounds just like Sia. Okay. Numb, I'm I'll just... give her that one. Pour It Up. That's another Beyonce song. Uh, I don't so, so quick it. disclaimer here. Literally 90% of Rihanna's music could be sang by Beyonce, and it'd be, very, it'd be like the exact same thing. <sighs> I guess. No, nah, so, nah, that's not true. Because a bunch of the Rihanna songs that I think of that are like very Rihanna, those are like the gritty ones or like the sexual ones. And those are neither one of those things are Beyonce. Beyonce. Did you listen to Lemonade? Have you heard Love Drunk? You're right. I mean, yeah, it's it is gritty. That's not the right word. It's more aggressive. Whatever the notch above gritty is, that's what Rihanna is. And then Beyonce can be gritty and she can be sensual, but she can't be like, I don't know. I just feel I don't know. That's my controversial opinion. I'm allowed to be wrong on this podcast. You are. And you're being wrong right now a lot. Except for nobody's business. Only her and Chris Brown can sing that song. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) From the top rope. I forgot they did like birthday cake together around that time, too. I mean, like. America. (laughs) How did we let this happen? They did a lot of things around that time. Bombed birthday cake, too. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I don't even know, man. We need we need to move on from this. I, I have one last question for you. Okay. So there's a song, a song. There's a band that you uh, have a very strong gr- grievance against. Okay. From the seventies slash eighties. We talking about Foreigner? Yes. Why do you have a gripe against Foreigner? The, the Spark Notes version. Quick, thirty seconds. Foreigner sold out to the man. They produced edgy, really good, hard, not really hard, but like, I mean, just really good rock and roll songs, guys. And then I want to know what love is. They became this poppy, sold out to the man, started doing arena rock, and I despise them for it because they stopped producing good music, basically. So anyways, hit me with your question. Is Rihanna Forder? Did did Rihanna sell out? Because uh, we talked about this a little bit. All of her albums sound different. Yeah. Because they all reflect the popular music of the time. Uh-huh. And even Rihanna has come out and said that those songs do not sound like her. And she doesn't like doing them. Is Rihanna Foreigner? I have to say no. But I have to think I'm thinking of the case here. Hold on, get America, I've been ambushed. <laughs> you may not have noticed I do not I do, I do not like Foreigner. They let me down. Even though I was not born of the time, they let me down. He's a very strong grievance I'm against them. Very, that whole like period of like three years where like good rock and roll groups were just like, I want to be on the radio. You know who's... I'm just going to start going off people. They became... like This is like exactly what Toby Mac did. He was edgy, had some good music. Lose My Soul goes on the radio, goes on K-Love, and all of a sudden he's like, man, that's all I want to do is be on K-Love. Stops producing good music. So I'm... No! Because just because you do what's popular, that doesn't mean that's not what that's not what they did. They completely changed. I think they like completely changed their sound and who they are. And I think Rihanna has. That's just who you she don't is. Think Rihanna completely changed her sound. I mean, she went yeah. from she went from Caribbean 
to but that's what R and B to dubstep to rock to she didn't ha- she just never had I think that's what that's what makes her great though she's never had like a set sound like a set genre that she fits into unlike these other people that I have grievances against she just always kept changing always kept doing things I think that's something to be admired. More so, like if she did, yeah. But it's not like her her music evolved over time. It's like her that's music, not true. Her music took no, no. I mean, it did. I'm just saying, like that's not the kind of change I'm talking about, though. Uh-huh. Her albums took stuff, yeah. from the popular time that was popular right then, and just threw it into her music. What was big what, songs? Rated R. Was it rated R that I'm thinking of? I think it's rated. It's either rated R or yeah, it's got to be. It's rated R. She had like four or five songs in there that had freaking dubstep breakdowns in the middle yeah. of it for no reason. Yeah. That is not Rihanna. No, it's not. That was but, popular at the time. It doesn't have to be as bad as Foreigner. But did she sell out? Is my question. No, she didn't sell it because this is who she is from the beginning. You oh, can't sell. Lies. You know, you can't said. sell out if you never if you never were for sale in the beginning. Like, what are you talking about? She did what was popular at the time because that's what she was listening to and being influenced by. That's different than if she did six albums that was just the Caribbean sound, like the first two albums sound like, and then she did Rated R, which is that dubstep nonsense, then yes, that'd be a complete sellout. But that, that discredits the three albums in between those times where she kept reinventing herself and doing new things. That is not a sellout. Okay, all right. I'll give it to you. I'll let you have it. America, he is ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about her awards. We're still one. taking re- applications for new people on this podcast. <laughs> let's talk about her awards that she okay. won. For the record, I don't think it, Rihanna sold out. I just wanted to get him riled up. Uh, it didn't work. She is the fifth most streamed artist in the first 10 years of Spotify's existence from 2008, or 2008, yeah, 2008 to 2018. She was the third most streamed artist in 2016. She is one of eight best-selling artists of all time. <laughs> Which is 250, the, the bottom tier of that is 250 million units sold. She's in the top eight. You do have the list again? Yeah, let me pull up the list of who's in the top eight. So the Beatles, mm-hmm. Rihanna, this is in no particular order. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Elton John, Madonna, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, guys. That's, the, that's, that's like the echelon that Rihanna's in right now, already. And when you think about it, she's only done, basically she hasn't really done music in 2016. Really. And Pink Floyd, sorry. I and that. Pink Floyd. So you're really talking about like an 11-year run to, be, to, to put herself in that category is, I mean, breathtakingly amazing. Yeah. R- what, yeah, just crazy. With 280 million certified units sold, like that is just in fifteen years, incredible, and only two hundred and two of those are from the U.S. But only, but yes, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like that's she's an international phenomenon. International phenomenon. She's she's gonna be like uh, what's his name in no time, Khalid. Anyway, <laughs> she overall has been nominated for six hundred and thirty three awards, and she has won one hundred and eighty one awards, including nine Grammys. 12 Billboard Music Awards, 13 American Music Awards, which is, includes the Icon Award, mm. and seven right, MTV right. Video Music Awards, yeah. which also include the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. Yeah. So she... I forgot she won the Icon Award already. 633 nominations, 181 wins. That's crazy. Did she get the... I forgot what the award was. That was our prerequisite to being on this podcast. I mean, Khalid kept cleaning it up on. Oh, the one in Denmark? Yeah. You know what? 
I no. guarantee that she did, but I'll, I'll double check for you. Please look Continue. that up. But I, I know we keep talking about this, but like America again, like it is just astounding to me what Rihanna has accomplished when you think about she's really just been around for like 15 years. We're talking like we're going to get into our tears here soon. So I think like when we, when we talk about it, we talk about this. You, I go, every time I get an artist, I go into thinking like what tier I'm going to put them in. And I thought like the bottom tier of generations where I thought I'd have Rihanna, but that was like, that was just flat out wrong. Yeah. Not, I, no, it's, yeah. I don't even know how to, <laughs> I don't even know how to say how wrong that I was. I was going <laughs> to, I was going to for sure put her in the Hall of Fame spot. Yeah. See, yeah. I was, was going to try to make an argument for generational talent. But you know what? Now, after researching her and all this stuff, she's got to be a timeless talent. She has to be? I don't think she has to. We can make an argument for generational, but she's already one of the eight best-selling artists of all time. I know. Like, there's no... If timeless talent only had eight spots, <laughs> she has to be in one of them. I don't think she... It's not just sales. It's not just sales, but no. But I mean, but I think yeah. I looked at Timeless as like that's like where I want to put like my top ten, maybe top twelve artists of all time. Who who else would you put in Timeless? Elvis. We can't we can't, we can't talk about this right now. We have okay. we have many other podcasts. You're right. You're right. Sorry. 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 I'm just saying. But you're right. The like, the success that she's had. I just don't. I don't know how I could. I don't know how I could not now. I feel very confident in not doing it. She's still generational to me. Okay. I Even though she's done a lot of sales, I think we talk about Timeless like, I just still don't know. When I think of Timeless, I'll even think of someone who's not in your sales list. If I ask anyone over the age of 15 right now who Frank Sinatra is, and they don't know, I would find that really weird. I don't know if I can do that. When I'm 85, can I go ask someone in high school who Rihanna is? Will they be able to tell me? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know that yet. Which is why when I look at current artists that I think could be in Timeless, Rihanna wasn't even someone I thought of, but now she, she's, in, she's obviously in the discussion. I was thinking more like Beyonce, where do I think Taylor Swift is going to end up? Stuff like that. Like Those are people that I thought could be Timeless and Rihanna's right there too. I think the three of them, I would, they're, they're like right there. Yeah, but even people like Beyonce and Taylor Swift are in the lower tier of a lower tier of the best-selling art, art artists of all time. I mean, granted, they're both in the tier right below hers. Right. But still, like, I think that, yeah, I know you're right, but I, I think I'm, when I'm seeing, I'm, it's not all about album sales. It's sure. not. Sure. However, to album me, the sales, nine Grammys is what really is holding her back for me. <sighs> that's just not, we compare, we can compare it to other current artists. That's, that's not very high. When I look at even like, yeah, I think that's how many Bruno Mars has, right? That's what you brought up the number last week. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It's, it's very close. And most of those, five of them are for her yeah, collaborations. Yeah, five of them are for collabs, so that doesn't count for me. But <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm not to take away, it's just like, that's just not, I don't know, it's just not there yet for me. She also has not won a GAFA award. She's been nominated oh. four times. But Hot she's stuff. Not won it. Hot stuff. <laughs> However, <laughs> she's, she's, she's not won any in Denmark. She has won two GAFA awards from Sweden, though. Okay. Both times she was nominated, right. she won. All but, right, guys. Well, she's back. She's back to she's back. She's back. But anyway, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about this, this critical like success as far as like awards. But I just don't. I, I mean, the sales are there. I, the can't, I, can't, I can't ever. And the song is all there. All time. I know. It's crazy. 
I just can't. I don't. It's hard for me to not do it. But I respect your opinion. I I will say I will put her in generational until five years from now <laughs> when she's outsold. That's true. I think it's going to be harder and harder the more she does. I assume she continues to do music and do things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't think she's going to stop doing music now. Gosh, I'd hope not. But we still need. That was my other question. At the to loop way back when. When is it okay for me to be mad that she hasn't put out any music? Because we're at year four now. I think that's enough time for me to be upset. Four years? Yeah. How that, how long? When, when's the right time? Then you tell me. For someone like Rihanna? Yeah. I mean, she's. I guess I don't know. I just I. I can't be mad at her when she's existed for 15 years yeah. and she's put out music for eight and she has eight albums. I mean, like, I, I just, I can't, I can't so be mad at need that. to wait one more year then would be at the average of a year of an album every other year. Yeah, like, I... So we'll give it one more year. I, I, I would say, I would say okay one more year. But even I've then, I mean, like, year. I mean, look at Justin Timberlake. I mean, okay, that's... But see, the difference is, Justin, no one told Rihanna to put out an album every year. No one told Justin Timberlake to put an album out every year. This is what JT does. So it's okay. It's the expectation. Rihanna did this to herself. It was just like, I'd be mad. Taylor Swift is to the expectation. She's going to release an album every other year. Now she just did. She just broke this with her latest one. But you know, let three years go by. I don't have Taylor Swift album. I'm going to be riding in the streets. Oh my God. I know you will, but that's just you. You and every other 13 year old girl. <laughs> but anyway. We are strong. That's enough for today. We've talked for a long time about Rihanna. Yeah, uh, good gracious. Yeah, it's been a long time. But you know what? She deserved it. She deserved every second. And I deserve another album. Ah, God, you're so entitled. <laughs> let, her, let her focus on Fenty. Let her do what she wants to do, bro. We're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. Uh, regardless, you know what? We'll see you guys next week. Whenever you want to uh, send us an email to tell Timothy to calm down, you can send us an email at duallynotedpod at gmail.com. America, he compared her to Foreigner. Uh, we haven't spent enough time Oh, my this. God. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. We can't, oh we can't keep talking about God. this. Oh, my God. You can follow us on Instagram, Duly Noted Pod. It's lit. We'll see you guys next week. See you next time. <laughs>